Welcome back, my shameless listeners. So as you all have known, or if you haven't already, this podcast, again, Shameless Shiny, is about bringing awareness and just really having those vulnerable, uncomfortable conversations, but just shedding light to just topics and conversations and experiences that many may not feel comfortable talking about. But today, I am excited to really have this conversation um, and just shed light on an amazing man, my cousin, Lef, who is an amazing father figure, amazing father figure and father, and my cousin, Lydia, who's here to provide some insight on her experience from what her father was like and just fatherhood in general. Both of them are parents and left. How many kids do you have? 20? It's hard, you know, like I said, you're a father, but you're also a father figure. So yes, you have three biological, but you have like 20 other kids who you just you know, step up and be that role in that father figure too. Lydia, how many kids do you have? Yes, I have two, boy and a girl. Boy and a girl. It's <laughs> like, it, boy and a girl, I swear, it's like fun. You definitely have like both worlds. One, they be, end up being the opposite too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay, so fatherhood. So fathers, a father figure, someone who is willing to step up and take care of children or their family, um, but someone who is willing to be a dad to their children. One who demonstrates love, not expecting anything in return, demonstrates fairness, kindness, um, but raising kids to be respectable adults by teaching them, but also being active. So being actively involved in their lives. One who is a role model and left for you like, you demonstrate this like I said to your children but also to just other kids in general and what I admire about you you are a hero and even being my cousin you are my hero <laughs> um but it's interesting how just even as a father you have those skills but you just don't be a father just to your biological children so here I am your cousin and you're my hero as well um and you're definitely in a father figure in general or father in general as someone who someone who is strong someone who has that shoulder that you can cry on teach those life lessons Ooh. and someone who demonstrates what for women lit for us so as a, yes. as a father we might them our father might demonstrate who they are those skills and sometimes for women that's who we may want depending on the skills who we may want as a man um, or even as a father for our own children so I want to start with you, Lef, and again, I just want to shed some light to just who you are and just the amazing father, and I think it's so significant to have these conversations because one, you're black, you're young, and you're a single father, and it's rare and it's unfortunate because sometimes we give so much praise to our young black men who are fathers and step up, who are actively involved, but it's not happening, and I think that's why we give credit to men like you so often, so I want to just say congratulations to you and I know you're probably not looking for a pat on the back <laughs> but just kudos to you I know but just kudos to you because you are doing such an amazing job well you know first of all thank you you know hearing those words coming from you I mean we've had this conversation years and years you know but having you know listen to you say it every time it just it brings a smile to my face so Aww. I appreciate you I love you um, no doubt as far as first of all let me shout out my babies I have three okay. beautiful children okay. I have a 10-year-old, Aubrielle, so a 5-year-old, Devin, and then my two, soon-to-be-3-year-old, Dion, who's like the king of the castle. Jeez, Dion um, about to be three now, and they all act just like you. It'll be three on the 27th. Um, but uh, as far as single father, I don't really like to use that term. Okay. Because when you when I talk about you know being a single parent, it, to me, it means somebody who's doing it all alone. Mm. You know? Yes, I'm, I'm a single man, and I have children, yes. But... 
others are in their lives so I don't consider myself a single father but you know I do like the fact of being you know given the praise and the kudos especially as a black man who has children who happens to be a single man because the notion that our society puts out there right now is that you know a single a single dad or a single man with kids all of a sudden we're looked at as, as deadbeats you know mm-hmm. and me and the, the circle of fellas that I surround myself with we want to change that narrative especially for our culture because yes. I think that's very important you know and when you see me or you see my brother or you see you know, some of my friends or my cousins whatever you know we we are men that yes we are we don't have a wife or anything like that but we are active fathers absolutely. and to me that is the most important thing that you know a man can be as a father before anything else absolutely so now and th- thank you for that because I and again this is me stepping into your world I'm not a father so I would never because even when I hear single moms I you can take that two ways you know she's either not married or she's not with her child's father um so even as a single dad or a single father I've never really I never really looked at it from that way um you know, even for me saying that, I just look at it as, okay, you're not with your child's mother. Um, and although it's a partnership and you all are co-parenting, it's still different. Um, and so that's why for me, you know, I look at it when I say, even for Kim and I, before we got married, I was a single mom. Like, yes, he was involved. Um, but sometimes to me, I just, or my perspective, I just feel like one parent tends to kind of hold a little bit more responsibility. Um, depend, or I'll speak for me, right? So for Kim and I, Naya lived with me. Uh, we were younger. So a little more responsibility fell on me than him. Um, so I get what you're saying. Um, but I never really looked at it from that perspective. And that was just interesting. So thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, even even like when I hear like the term single mom kind of as a, from a man who is an active father, kind of when I hear that, I'm like, are you really single or are you, you know, doing it all by yourself? What's the difference? Mm-hmm. To me, that is, it's, a, it's a big difference. But I'm not here to talk, speak on a mother's perspective because I'm not one, never can be one. So right. that's not, that's that's not my area of expertise. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I think, yeah, I think it's definitely like a cultural norm where it's more of like a relationship status wise. But so now for you, how and you are an amazing father. So how has your relationship with your father played a role in your life? Rather, if it was just growing up as an adolescent or teenager um, and then now into adulthood, being a father now. Well, growing up, me and my dad didn't have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was he was around, you know. Uh, me as a young man who, you know, growing up, I want my dad to be around more. Mm-hmm. And he, he and I have had this conversation, you know, sorry pops if I'm blowing up our spot, but you understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had we had a long conversation a few years back where I let him know how I felt about everything growing up and everything like that. So, um, but he, he has always been around, you know, my, I'm, I've never said my dad wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. He always has been growing up through college and even now as a grown man, so. Um, and we have our, our relationship now is as best as best as I've ever seen any father-son relationship. So yeah, it is an amazing relationship. Um, but he's yeah, but he's definitely um, showed me you know what being a dad is all about. Like sometimes and you may you may not know both sides of the story, so you don't know really what what a dad is going through. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes uh, sometimes and I'm not speaking this from our experience, but sometimes a man isn't around the kids because some circumstances that he had no control of that's true you know maybe there's a one narrative being painted to the kids that may not necessarily be true that's true so a lot of times that you know i think as as men we get the the short end of the stick because you know because we we 
make that hard decision to sometimes not be there for certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know in the back of our brains that you know we we really it, it hurts us more than it hurts anything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but not to get off topic though. But my my dad and I have a um, he's he's shown me a lot you know, about being a man and growing up. Um, and I'm forever you know thankful for him for that because that's my that's my right hand. You know he's my right hand. My brother's my left hand. So. Yeah, it's real. So, Lynn, what would you say? How has your fa- your father, excuse me, played a role in your life? Um, yeah. So, first off, first off, I definitely can understand and agree, and I have to give kudos and shout out as well to um, to Les and to his father, uh, my uncle. Um, because yes I mean honestly I have had the privilege of you know seeing more men you know and and have had father figures in my life that um I've had more men that have been involved and engaged and active you know in their in their children's lives than not Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's that's something that I am blessed and grateful to be able to experience is like you know my cousins my uncles you know the men that I know that I look up to I mean even men that I've maybe you know dated that are black men they're all very active Mm -hmm. all involved in their their kids lives and so I have to say that put that out there definitely Um, but no as far as uh, my father um, and our relationship um, he definitely was around um you know but I question like if he wasn't or had if he hadn't been like how that would have affected my life um because of the way that he parented um my dad and we've talked about this Shani and we've talked about it Shay as well um he was always very strict um and you know, growing up, y'all know y'all y'all couldn't come over. Right. It wasn't no spending the night. I mean, it just you know, he just he just very I think that, you know, when you talk about those things that, you know, that men deal with that they don't, you know, talk about or discuss. Um, he just was always very strict um, and very private mm-hmm. and you know he was very much like you know what happens in this house stays in this house and um, so it really created this um, this environment of you know of fear mm-hmm. um, and of um, and of secrets and um, and it, it I don't know it just it just was a hostile environment growing mm-hmm. up you know he you know he he was you know he did do battle with drugs and alcohol for a long time um and even after you know getting through that you know the residual effects of that i've i've felt um in terms of the mental health piece that i don't know that he ever really addressed Mm -hmm. um and so um it definitely kind of taught me what i didn't you know want in terms of a you know a father for my children Mm -hmm. um um, and because of, you know, just that constant fear of not being able to really talk to my dad or like mention things, you know, mm-hmm. that bothered me or, you know, just that reign of kind of terror. I know these are strong words, but that's just how but it that's, felt. Yeah, that's how you felt. Yeah, I really felt, you know, I mean, he was, <laughs> bless his heart, but I mean, he would like leave notes on our door, like in all caps, like, 
your room needs you know just about cleaning yeah. your room or you know i just it just i mean can count down from, your text yeah, you felt the fear like oh <laughs> just reading God, it yeah. but oh it really causes gosh. you to like kind of be on tippy toes like eggshells you yeah. know what i mean and my dad was oh, the man. opposite so my mom and dad like my mom was more so like that where she was a strict one where we were like on eggshells my dad was so lenient um where we yeah. wanted something you know back in the days it's like oh go ask your mom go ask your dad so we went to dad for everything like oh he's gonna say yeah you know don't ask mom don't ask mom wait wait don't ask yet wait hold up <laughs> but you know um he was just i just remember him always having just like that air and that open space and you know just be willing to just like accept mistakes and error you know i feel like i was able to do that um with my dad ironically which you know i talk about a lot it kind of changed um which we'll kind of talk about a little later um once i came pregnant once i became pregnant um but it's just yeah. interesting how it started out one way with each one of us um with our fathers and then it's just like over the years something happened and then kind of switch roles kind of changed a little bit right right because even in the midst of all of that like you know i was a daddy's girl you know mm-hmm. growing Me up too. like regardless you know regardless of what he did regardless of like you know what he was mixed in or what you know him and my mom would get into it and it just I you know he was if he left I was crying Mm -hmm. you know I just I I, I wanted that relationship so bad you know Um, and and he says like he would we would have conversations he would talk about how you know sometimes I had that ability to just touch him in such a way to like soften him up a little bit Mm -hmm. you know because I was so sensitive and I did desire that relationship so bad but I yeah was sensitive I mean, too. <laughs> you said what well, i said i was sensitive too <laughs> yeah so i just always when there was that you know hostility and him and my mom maybe we're going back and forth or he was coming at us with certain stuff like but yeah it definitely was just it it, it, it created some some issues mentally you know for me growing up just with that you know just that fear and that constant like you know just strict mm-hmm. environment <laughs> so now as an adult do either i'm sorry, sorry go ahead left no, so i think every daughter has that ability to soften her dad up y'all see me with my girls mm-hmm. especially especially baby girl mm-hmm. with brina she's 10 so i kind of you know can get through that one well baby girl she just something, we a something. tough one Woo, she a tough one yeah. <laughs> right, right. Baby girl, she's such, such a girly girl and dainty that she just, I don't know something about her that I, I can't You got a soft spot. You got a soft spot. But I, I I love that though because it's so interesting how you know even as just a young lady how we take on the roles of our fathers and you know left like I say always you know you're so strong and even Brie like when she was over here a couple weeks ago my girl like she's just so strong and just it's like she's woke she is woke okay like she is so educated on so much she was even teaching me a few things okay <laughs> and I was just laughing but I'm like wow you are so much like your dad. Me and her sit down and have real deal conversations. But days when it's just me and her, we'll yeah. sit down and have real. Like I don't talk to her like, like she's a little girl. Yeah. Like, when it's, when no. it's about important, like what's about important stuff. Mm-hmm. I like, sit down and explain to her why things are the way they are. And, you know, and I, I'll back it up with details, and I'll, I'll let her, you know, come back with how she felt about things. I'll listen to it, 
that's the most important thing about being a dad. Like, yeah. I think what most people get confused is like, you know, the dad is supposed to be the one that's dropping hammer all the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, from my my from my childhood, yeah, I know my dad wasn't the one dropping the hammer because court court was like Thor with a hammer. Just like my mama, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but with, with my kids, I I, I, left, I just had to listen to them. You know, even you know, know how regardless of their age or how silly my thing the conversation is to them it's important if they mm-hmm. show that enthusiasm in their face and they really want to talk to you about that that's something that's important to them so yeah. you gotta sit through there sometimes and you know probably count sheep to the hundred in your head like you really you know yeah. trying to get through it but sometimes <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta sit there really and just listen to what they're trying to tell you but that's that, that, that gives the kids that level of comfort because now when they get older they're gonna be feel like they can come and talk about anything. Anything, yeah. Like, yeah. When I was able to talk to you about maybe how the stars are like it was Barney or something. Mm-hmm. Now when she becomes a, a, a teenager, now she can talk to me about mm-hmm. social issues and things like that. So and it's something it's, about yeah, and it's something about a young girl. So like even for me, I had that relationship with my dad. Like I said before, I became pregnant. And it was just like, I can come and talk to him about my relationship with Cam at the time. Um, and just small things here and there. You know, he wanted to make sure that, you know, I was being treated good and I was respected and things like that. Um, but when it came down to like what we were doing and me being pregnant, I think, and that's where our relationship really just became distant. And, it became, and I think both of us hurt each other. So I hurt him. And I feel like I disappointed him because I was supposed to be this teacher. I had, He had all these expectations for me. And I was his baby girl. And I, well, I wasn't really the baby, but I was a middle child. And if my siblings are hearing this, I was the number one child. But um, <laughs> but I, but he had these expectations for me. And it was just like, once I became pregnant, it was just like, what? Like, how are you going to meet these expectations? And how are you going to be successful? And now that you're pregnant, but it was a point in me where I felt like I disappointed him. Like I let my father down and it took us years to really talk about that. But I was so hurt. I was so hurt. And at that point I desired such a stronger and connect stronger relationship with him. But I really didn't know how to talk about it because it's just something as a young girl, it's just like knowing that when you hurt your dad, like, how do you talk about it? Yeah. First of all, shout out to Shayla Shani with the shameless plug about being a favorite child, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. But, you know, left for even for you when you said, you know, when you talked about you and your dad in the beginning or younger, you know, it wasn't what it was now. It wasn't what it was then now. Um, so at what point did you desire a closer relationship or how did you guys get this? Wait, or to this point, excuse me. I think when I first wanted that connection with my dad was when I was I was a young boy. You know, I, I, my kid, my parents split up when I was five years old. You know, so from having your dad and mom with you all around, you know, all day long, you get accustomed to that. Mm-hmm. So once they split up, I, to this day, I don't know what the reason was, nor do I care. Um, but once that happened, you know, that's when I didn't see my dad as much after that. Um, but you know that was around the same time that my brother was born too so I had a, a new a new best friend to play with so mm-hmm. that kind of helped me out a little bit you know, to get through that time but you know without you know, me getting older and in our age being you know, only five years but that's a big difference in you know sibling age you know when you're little kids you can't do the same things with each other that you want so I wanted that connection with my dad still so you know, time kept going on. You know, as as the time going on, you know, we started spending more and more time together. He always, you know, make sure that he did a, a, a 
a, a boys trip for us every summer. You know, me, him, and my brother, we always went on a boys trip every summer. So that okay. always, you know, was something I always look forward to doing. Um, and we had you know, great times together. I think when our relationship really got great was when I came home from college. When I came home from college, me and I moved in with him, and we stayed together for years. Um, and then we got the bond, you know. And as 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 men, now it's not a, it's, it was more than just a, that's my dad. Now now this this is my dad, but also building a friendship. You know. Mm. You know and as as that time started going on, that's when you know we really started you know, started connecting. You know, we butt heads a little bit, of course, because you know, men are gonna do that. Yeah. Um, but I really you know started getting a friendship with my dad that I wanted you know as as a young boy. Um, so. Oh, that's and, amazing. You know, yeah, so now, you know, we we built on that ever since. You know, ever since I came home and I was living on Grafton with him. And then, you know, we you know, we gonna, not gonna talk about what happened on Grafton. No, we're not. We're not gonna bring up the G days. So would you anyway. do you think that it's it can be a challenge to distinguish being a friend and a father? Um, and or do you think do you find that easily, you know, capable of doing? But just really, because there is a time where, like you said, you know, it's that friendship, knowing that you or your child can come to you at any point in time. But then at what point, you know, rather for something that they're telling you that you may not approve of, do you step in and kind of, you know, no, this is, you know, dropping those like father jewels or whatever. I don't think you should ever stop dropping jewels from the time that they're, you know, kids and they Mm -hmm. can actually hold on a regular conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm always gonna drop jewels on the kids, whether it's my kids. And I'm sorry, I probably, I probably worded that wrong. So yeah, I no, never. No, no, but I, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but what I'm, what I think is that I'm, always, as far as I'm saying, I'm gonna keep dropping the jewels on them. But as far as like separation between the friendship and father, it, it, it depends on the situation. Like I always tell my kids, I'm your, I'm your father first and your friend second. Mm-hmm. You know. So I want them to understand that. Listen, oh yeah, we, we have a great relationship. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna, you know do these great things with each other but just understand that i'm your dad first so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna have some expectations for you and no i don't want you to treat me like you would treat one of your friends at school or whatever the case is there's always have to be that separation it's hard to do you know for a lot of people and i don't think that one thing works for every single person you just have to find that that niche that works for that child yeah, one thing that works for one of my kids doesn't work for the next one. Mm-hmm, that is, so that is so true. Yeah, one thing that I, I do for Bree doesn't work for Devin. Mm-hmm. And Doggone Shore doesn't work for Miho, that he's a whole different beast. Yeah, he's a 100% is, boy. Listen, so that is you all the way. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the funniest thing I heard one of my one of my old heads said was the hardest thing to do is discipline the you out of your kid. Mm-hmm. And that is the most true yes. Yes, listen, I and I be going head to head sometimes and she a little taller than me, so we going head to uh head to chin right now. <laughs> but that is so true. And it's like those parenting moments when kinda of going off father a little bit for me. Um, but it's those parenting moments where it's like, Wow, that is me all the way. And it's some of part of it you admire because it's like, Wow, she's so strong or wow, he's so strong. But whoo, I this is not gonna work. <laughs> So, Lit, you talked about you and your dad, and just even you just kind of being afraid of him and just knowing, you know, his expectations and some of the challenges that he actually experienced. Was there any point in time that you challenged him? 
Um, so like even for me, I would not challenge, even as an adult, I would not challenge my mama. But I did get to a point in time when I think you and I like, kind of had similar like um, just youth experiences. It was just kind of feeling like we had to kind of be like the perfectionist, um, the straight A student. So like whenever we did something bad, it was like a magnifying glass, right? Um, so, but then there was a point in time where for me, I started to feel like, you know what, like, no, I'm grown. Like I really started using it. Well, no, you know, I'm going to say no, or I'm going to say this or no, my, um, so was there any point in your life, rather if it was a teenager or even now where you challenge your father? Um, yeah, there's actually been a couple of points. Um, some have gone well, others have not, um, <laughs> But the first time, I think, honestly, um, I always was, like, big into, like, writing and stuff when I was in school. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the ways that um, he, you know, just in mentioning my dad, like, writing us, like, little notes and stuff, I got that idea from him uh -huh. to, you know, to kind of to write him a letter, you know, since you want to be writing everybody. What <laughs> <laughs> well, <right> you want. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think it was probably until I was like, um, it probably was like, I don't know if I was like maybe a senior or like in high school or like, a, it was, it was old. Like it was like the conversation was like long overdue. I feel like I was either like a senior. I feel like I was an adult though. Somewhere between like 18 and 20. <laughs> right. Definitely was old. <laughs> I was definitely like. Like, it was like, okay, this is long overdue. But, yeah, I just wrote him this letter about how I felt, you know, in terms of, like, our relationship and, you know, what a father is supposed to be and, you know, what I feel like he has been to me and my life and how it's affected me and everything. And I think that was the first time that I really feel like I got, you know, my, you know, my feelings out and was able to, like, talk, you know, talk to him about, like, how things, you know, had affected me and, honestly that exchange went well That's you know right. that that was like the, he said you know that was kind of the first time that you know he felt like um you know I spoke up and he understood where I was coming from and everything so he said but then later on you know come to find out he had said a number of other things about, <laughs> about how he really felt about the conversation but <laughs> um so that's what would happen honestly like whenever i would challenge my father like he would like go to my mom and be like yeah your daughter thinks she this and that and blah blah, blah. <laughs> but so i didn't i tended not to do it very often mm -hmm. but the couple of times that i feel like yeah like i you know challenged and kind of told him my feelings and my, it worked for me and I needed to do it. So it just, you know, it wasn't always pretty, the response. But yes, like I had to do it to like get yeah. it off my chest, you know, and be able to speak up for yeah. myself. And do you, you feel know? like for you that kind of brought closure? Um, so in a way, yes. Um, yeah, because like even now, for instance, like, you know, unfortunately, me and my father aren't speaking. We haven't spoken in a couple months, sadly. Um, and, but um, I feel like I've been able to, you know, speak my truth. Um, and I've been able to speak up for myself. And I haven't been disrespectful, you know. But I've been able to just, you know, talk about things that bother me. Um, and things that maybe he said or done that's, a, you know, that's bothered mm -hmm. me. 
Um, and so, yeah, like that, that's, that's all the closure for now that I, you know, that I feel like I need. Yeah. Yeah. So left, I'm not going to ask you that question because we know you challenge everybody. You know, it doesn't matter (laughs) who it is. (laughs) So I'm not even going to ask you that at all. Um, but this can be for you. (laughs) Was there ever a time where you found it difficult to forgive your father? Actually, this can be for all of us. Cause I feel like that one, like. Let me breathe. And I, I think that would hit home for everybody. Yes, yes. And I think that when I mentioned earlier that conversation that my dad and I had, that was my closure right there. Mm-hmm. It was things that, although him and I had a great relationship prior to that conversation, you know, once I had that conversation with him, like he told me, like, yo, I had my thing felt this way, mm-hmm. you know, and we had we, we had sat like we were, we had a, a get together at his house. Everybody was leaving, so I pulled him aside. Y'all need to talk to him. I don't know what made me decide to do that conversation that day, um, but I just, you know, I had to get it off my chest. It was, it was like weighing too hard on me. Yeah. And I sat there and talked to him for like an hour. We outside, it's cold outside too, y'all. It's cold. We outside by the fire pit, just talking. You know, me and him just chilling, chopping it up. We hug, we cry. You know, we love, you know, told each other how much, told each other how much we love each other and all that. And you know, and that's and that's one thing my dad was always big on too. And I, I'll definitely give him credit for that. Like he always would tell me and my brothers. When we was little kids, or I love you, I love you. But you know, as a little kid, he's looking at somebody like, uh, at one in our era. Mm-hmm. He's looking at somebody like, you tell, I love you, looking at, okay, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I would never say it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why can't you never say it back? I'm like, I don't know. I just, it, just, it felt weird to me. Like a man mm-hmm. tell me he loved me because I, you know, he, it, it, I don't know, for some reason. That's interesting. What it was? So, are you saying like it's when the relationship was kind of being repaired at that stage, or it was just weird in general? You feel like? It's, it was just weird in general because I wasn't used to it. Mm. You know, that's I think that's what it was. But um, I mean, as as we got, as I had that conversation, with, I, was, I always called it. I always called it my closure conversation. With him. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, and we have had no issues. You know, I've, I've taught him about anything. We teach on me, talking to me about anything. So we have, we have, you know, like I said, the, the best father-son relationship that I know. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. And, I, and, and I'm his favorite son. <laughs> put it out there. <laughs> we'll make sure I put hashtags in all the notes. <laughs> favorite childs, <laughs> favorite children. So for you, Lid, um, and I know you kind of touched on this briefly. Yeah. Um, and so, did you did you find it difficult to forgive him? Are you still working on that? Do you feel like so? Because I mean, I feel like sometimes we can have closure, but sometimes it can still be difficult to actually like forgive and heal and let go. Um, yeah, I think um, one of the things that I, I guess I've heard said about me from him to my mother <laughs> is that you know, no, mommy just be telling you everything. <laughs> you know, well, you know, I, we just have a more open, you know, yeah. and you know, relationship. Like but, um, yeah, but like apparently, like he he's felt like I hold grudges, um, and I don't know. I just I have higher expectations for him now than I've had, you know, being an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can say that I've forgiven him because I because I 
I know that I have, but it still hurts, you know, and it still it still bothers me, yeah. um, you know, that, you know, that we are just not in a better place, you know, here it is, I moved, you know, and y'all know, like, I moved back, you know, to Rochester from Ohio, um, and just hoping, you know, that we would have had a better relationship, and unfortunately, that's just not the case right now, um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say I've forgiven him only because, you know, it's easier for me to do that than to hold, you know, any type of, you know, hard feelings or, you know, hatred or definitely no type of, you know, malice or anything like that for my own peace. It's like, yeah, I definitely have to, you know, I have to forgive and, you know, and move on and, um, and I, and hope that, you know, for the sake of my kids, you know, cause when you have kids, it just, it changes things, you know, so you want, mm-hmm. you know, you want them to, to have a relationship mm-hmm. with it you know with their grandparent Mm -hmm. you know because when it comes like he that's a whole nother dynamic you know as a father you know as a grandparent like the things that you know seeing them interact and everything it's like what you let them get away with dad or what like i never you know what i mean like it's just a different dynamic that i you know that i want my my kids to be able to experience you Mm -hmm. know with with their grandfather so for sure i've i've forgiven them um and i'm just you know i'm hoping that you know that things get get better eventually because with all you know the state of the world and everything right. it's like you just hate, you know, god forbid something happens yeah um, you know we're not talking so yeah and that's actually where i've been just even not even with my father but just in general with anyone is just really just trying to forgive and heal and let go um and i didn't realize i mean i had naya when i was 17 i didn't realize how much i was hurt by my dad and i was holding onto it for so long even to the point where i stopped going to church like god got nothing to do with him you know um i mean he does but as far as my experience like it but because he was heavy in the church and um my experience started from when he told the church that i was pregnant i was so embarrassed oh my gosh i was so doggone embarrassed i'm still i was still dealing with my pregnancy by myself at myself or at that time and then here it is now the church is aware so i just felt so ashamed and so embarrassed and like just that guilt again of being a black young 17 year old young lady pregnant you know there were so many stereotypes back then so now i was really dealing with all of that from society and now the people in the church oh yeah so you know know i can uh i can assess you know my dad you know he was a pastor too yeah you know airing our business out oh my gosh like it was it was was, right and it took me a while to really have that uncomfortable conversation with him. And I remember like just having him come over one day and, you know, just really trying to repair our relationship. But I never realized how hurt I was. Like I knew I was hurt, but I didn't realize how hurt I was until we started talking. And yeah. it brought me back to that experience. And I was crying. But for me, yeah. that was my closure. And I, I really, it was an opportunity for me to really hear him out. You know, because for me, like you like you said, I looked at it as if like, okay, you're going to tell the church this and that, but I guess, you know, when you're a leader in Christ and, you know, you all are there, you're also looked at at this perfect person. And now here it is, your daughter pregnant. Why? Your daughter having sex and you pre- up here preaching. So I still wouldn't really, I'm not, I don't agree, but yet I understand. And so for me, just ir- even having that uncomfortable conversation, it's like, okay, you know what? I have to forgive. How can we move forward? How can we repair this relationship? And yeah. just not come back here again because you never forget the experience. 
Right. Yeah. Shawnee, you said something real powerful, though. You said you don't agree, but you understand. Mm. That's one of the most powerful comp- well, sayings, I should say. Mm. A lot of people think that because I disagree with you, that means that, you know, it's an argument, though. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Everybody's not going to always agree on how you live your life and all that. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I, I really, you know, take that into consideration when somebody's doing something that, you know, I may not agree with. Mm-hmm. But then I have to think, but it's not my life, that's theirs. So I don't let them, I don't know what they've been through, what they're going through currently. So yeah. I have to let them live their life. And, you know, if, we, if they want to have a conversation about it, we can do that. But it's unnecessary. Yeah. And just agree to disagree. And I was, yeah, and I would say even like for my father, one thing that he's taught me is to allow my kids to make mistakes. And again, just growing up as a perfectionist, even for me, like as a mom, it's just expecting my expectations are high and you need to meet these expectations. But one thing I can and I do admire about my dad is that he did allow us those eras. He allowed us to make mistakes and really just kind of sit down and talk about it. Like he'll give that like confused look like how you did this. Like explain to me how this makes sense and what was your reasoning for this behavior. Um, But it has taught me even for my own kids to allow room for mistakes talk about it because that's the only way they're going to learn from it you know like like you mentioned even with your dad or even my mom like i was afraid to make a mistake mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure what would you what is something that you would change from you know the impact of your father or any skills or in his personality whatever he has demonstrated as an adolescent an adult young adult or even to now is there something that you would change is there something that you would continue doing um or that you would kind of just like take under like you i like when he did this you know or i didn't like it at the time but i'm going to do this with my own children personally i don't want to change anything Mm. and the reason i say that is because had i not been through my life experience that i went through i wouldn't be the man that i am right now oh snaps i could be somewhere somewhere Mm -hmm. i might not i might not have the kids that i have i might not be living the life that I'm living now, and I'm I love my life right now. Yeah. You know, I miss I miss all the you know craziness going on in the world. I'm happy, man. My kids are healthy. We I'm healthy. Uh, you know I get to see three of the most beautiful kids in the world every day. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I get to sit there and look at them, and the feeling of when they walk in, when I walk in the house and they yell "Daddy" and run to the door and all that—that's the best fun in the world. Yes. I don't care what kind of day I had or how crazy it is outside them four walls. When I walk in the house and they do that. Um, yeah, I think um the changes that, you know, that I wanted for for my kids, um, I gotta give a shout out, you know, to my kids' father, um and and saying that he you know, he he really does um he is that dad that I that I wanted, you know, for myself, for my kids. You know, he does listen to them he is there for them he is very active in their lives um and they you know they don't have to be afraid to talk to him about stuff and Mm -hmm. so yeah so I I think that um I'm grateful you know for the part that he's played you know in their lives and even now you know the reality is you know he he does have them you know currently as a custodial parent full-time you know while I kind of work on getting myself together so like I said kudos to him um he and so he really is that you know that father for my kids that you know that I I wish I would have had um growing up so um I really yeah I'm I'm grateful for you know just making that you know just that conscious effort and decision you know to be with somebody and co you know co-parent with a person that was you know 
um, had a little bit to get more together um, than maybe, you know, than maybe, you know, my dad did, you know, growing up with, you know, with us, you know, and trying to figure stuff out with us. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I believe fathers bring that balance, you know, rather if mom is a strict one and dad is a more lenient one. You know, or dad is the strict one and mom is the more lenient one. But dad's definitely or father's definitely bring, you know, that structure. Um, And that's something that I admire even about my husband and, you know, who he is and just being a father in my kid's life. And there's times where, you know, it might be a conversation that might be too tough for me. Um, But I do like and that's something that I admire about him. He allowed that space. And that's something that he has taught me, not even just my dad, but he has taught me watching him father. Our kids has taught me to allow mistakes, allow room for errors, you know, and just being patient, being so patient. And just like I feel like sometimes dad can bring that fun side. You know, my mom was like, again, just structure, structure, structure. For me, I'm more structured as well. Whereas Kim, he's more of like the plan. If if I even now with all of this going on, COVID-19, if he will allow them to play Call of Duty games, talk on the phone, YouTube all day. Right. Definitely, he is phenomenal. But they dads definitely bring out just the creativity and the fun side of just you know anyone so is there any last words that you would like to say before we wrap up um i would just like to give a shout out to both of y'all fathers because honestly since i've been here in rochester my uncle reggie and my uncle boo boo have really been you know stepped up and been those men that i can talk to that are there you know for me um and you know when you talk about fathers and versus you know father figures um throughout my life both of them you know have been really there um and i appreciate and love both of them and also to my own dad you know there it hasn't always been bad um he has you know taught me to you know work hard and you know be disciplined and you know just that strictness that he brought to you know to my life um you know i do appreciate and even just having him around like you know i think you know it it has made me to be a better person so i you know fatherhood is so important and shout out to all the amazing fathers out there um including my man (laughs) 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 right Um, well for me, I wanna shout out my dad, because he's speaking of fathers. Definitely wanna shout him out. My main Dookie Stain. But now also I wanna I wanna shout y'all out, man, because you know, fathers cannot be who we are without, you know, strong women that, that are you know, helping mm-hmm. us out also. So because Lydia, yeah, I want to shout you, you out. Thank I know you, you had a you yeah. made a, a very hard decision, and you know I've been supporting you through it all. So yes, thank, thank you. you for, you know, allowing me to play That's that big hero. Brother, role. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you are Superman. That's so that's so dope. I'm sorry, I cut you off. You finish? I'm not finished, man. Let me rock. Go ahead, go ahead. Now, I'm also shout out you too, Shani. First of all, for you know, put me on this. You know, it's a lot of of people that you can use, you know, as as fathers that could have done this, but you chose me, and I'm forever indebted for that. So, thank you for that, you know. Um, and thank you, know, shout out to you for this podcast. Yes, thank Same you. Shiny. Shiny. <laughs> you told me that you was gonna do it. You 
pitched me an idea. We talked about it, and I, right. I gave you those encouraging words. So I appreciate you, girl, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate you. I really do. I, and honestly, shameless shine. If there won't be, there will not be a shameless shining if it wasn't for my experience. What can I talk about that I was once ashamed of if I didn't go through what I went through and to even have my support rocking with me? So I appreciate y'all just being an open ear, telling me, nope, don't do this. Yep, do this. No, even if it sounds bad, still try it. Still try it. So what? You you gonna learn from it afterwards? Um, so I just appreciate you and you know even you thinking me to come on. No, thank you for just being a role model in our community and in your kids' lives and my kids' lives. Like you are just doing an amazing job. And like I said, Shameless Shani is just all about bringing awareness and really talking about this stuff because you know, like you mentioned, you shed a light on just even the term single dad or single fathers. Even that, I'm gonna be mindful as I, you know, continue to move forward and talk about that because you are right. It's not just. We, I may look at it as a relationship, but no, it's a partnership when it comes down to someone saying, you know, a single dad or a single mom. No, it's a partnership. Um, so I thank you for that. And both of you just shedding light on this topic and just fatherhood and the father's impact. Um, and Lydia, you had said something that really um, I just really like because despite your relationship with your dad, um, just growing up or even emerging, excuse me, into adulthood, you said that, you know, fathers bring out the good in people. And I really like that because despite what your experience is or was, it still can bring out the good in you, you know, and it's really talking about that, having that conversation either with your father, with your mom, with someone that you really trust and care about, but really talking about it and trying to find closure. You may not get the answers. You may not find the solutions um, to whatever experience and neither can you take that back. It already happened. Whatever it was, it happened. But how can you move forward, find closure and be the best version of you and still live out? Because despite my dad and I going through that rough patch, there was some things that was that he instilled in me that I was able to use when we were going through that rough patch. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, still just finding those skills and those tools to use despite what the relationship is, it still brings out the good in us. We just have to explore and discover what that good looks like and continue being, you know, um, the a father for you left and a father figure um, or even saying what we want our kids to have in a father or a father figure which I think is just so amazing and such a blessing in it all absolutely if I may say one more thing too go ahead because you're going to say it if I say no (laughs) (laughs) nah but on a serious note I want to shout out my favorite father that's my brother he is dope actually he taught me how to be a dad he was a dad before I was so watching him maneuver with his son you know how to do things how to do stuff you know him Hob is a year older than Bree so Watching how maneuver and be a dad, and you know, seeing him be a stand-up dude that he is, and that's so true. Watching him grow that life, that taught me, and I'm and I'm his big brother, so that's so to true. Him. That's so true. And that's so amazing because despite what age you are, despite who had which child first, it, you can make an impact regardless. You can be a father for 20 years and someone can be a father for one year. That father for one year can still have an impact on the father for from 20 years. You know what I mean? So it's just so amazing. And yes, your brother is definitely an amazing father. I actually wanted him and you on here, but I knew he was going to tell me no. <laughs> I'm like, no, nope, I know left not gonna tell me no. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm always gonna say yes. Both of y'all like my sister, cousin, daughter. So. Right, exactly. Um, all in one. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I would just encourage all of our listeners again to just find the good find the good in either your father your father figure or the relationship that maybe you wanted you desired to have or that you even have now um but outline what that father role looks like and continue to just educate our kids and display that role or that relationship to our kids. Um, And if you need to find closure, find closure, forgive, love, as we mentioned, it is tomorrow is not promised. So if you need to find closure and forgive, definitely. And you know, one thing I I have learned, um, even with the relationship with my father, is some a lot of times our parents parent based on their experience, you know. And again, back to what we said, we may not agree with it, but now it makes sense why you you were this way. Now it makes sense why you said this, why you did that, because you did not have this structure, you didn't have someone that you were able to talk to. Um, and again, it's not agreeing, it's not agreeing at all. Identify your hurt and heal from it, but try to make sense and put everything. To together as to why you did x y and z and what you are struggling with but shout out to the fathers you are dope you are the foundation you are the structure you are the glue to just what i want what i look for in a man or what i not now i'm sorry i'm, I'm married baby you're right i'm not looking now what i did look for in a man but you are that glue so continue doing you because we depend on you all Until next time, my shameless listeners, own it, embrace it, face it shamelessly. Stay you, stay true, stay shameless. Ow.